This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. In the 10th anniversary edition of the Leaders Checklist, world-renowned leadership expert and Wharton professor Michael Yusim shows you how to lead through any challenge. Yusim offers a Leaders Checklist with 16 mission-critical principles to help you develop your ability to make good and timely decisions in unpredictable and stressful environments for those moments when leadership really matters. I'm Brett Lajrado, Senior Editor at Wharton School Press. I sat down with Yusim to talk about the new edition of his book and the importance of leadership in any and every situation. Congrats on the publication of the 10th anniversary edition of your book, The Leader's Checklist. Um, first, I wanted to ask what were the biggest things that have changed for you over the past 10 years as you were writing the book? In writing the book 10 years after the initial edition, I spent a good bit of time talking with and watching top executives, especially the private sector, but in the public sector as well, get the job done of moving their needle in a way that, that made sense to them and to the board of directors and the investors if it's a private company. And in one respect, uh, nothing has changed in that what was true 10 years ago is still true today. For example, one of the items on the checklist is communicating your character. People literally want to know who you are, what do you stand for, what are your values. Another principle, honor the room. It's a politician's phrase. Whenever you meet with on, on the web or in some more personal or public way uh, in a physical space with people, they want to know that you know who they are and how much you appreciate that you are doing your job in collaboration with, with the leaders of the enterprise. So those two factors, for example, of the 15 I originally had put together in the first version of the leader's checklist uh, remain <laughs> as true now as they did then. Having said that, three of the factors that I had included in the original 15 uh, during an era of enormous change and uh, certainly unbelievable stress that's, that's been brought about by the pandemic Three of the factors I think have taken on more salience or there's more reason to focus on them or to be paying attention to them. You want to pay attention to everything, but these I think deserve special attention now, uh, given the changes of the last uh, couple of years with COVID-19. And I think there's a greater stress on thinking strategically, which is one of the items. So think and actually think and act strategically, which connects with another book uh, that I co-wrote with Harbir Singh called the Strategic Loader, Leaders Roadmap. Number two, decide decisively. Time clocks are moving faster. Problems emerge more quickly. Customers are more ready to change, especially in an era where changing costs or switching costs are quite low. You've got to make clear to everybody at all the layers of uh, management and leadership from your level to the front line, you've really got to decide decisively. We've got to get on with it, and I've become ever more convinced that that's one of the most vital elements on anybody's leader's checklist. So the original leader's checklist featured 15 principles. This new one features a 16th principle. And can you explain you know, why you added it here and, and how it complements the other parts of the checklist? 
You know, the leader's checklist number 16 in this new edition reads very simply, think like a CEO. And I've added that because I think it's maybe the best single way to get on top of the other 15 elements that a chief executive or a country prime minister or president or a governor or a community leader, uh, the top person at a hospital or whatever kind of enterprise you may be involved in, uh, leadership requires an enormous diversity of thought and actions, everything from honoring your room to conveying your character over to deciding decisively, communicating persuasively, and thinking strategically. And I think the best way to remember that and to see how those pieces are all required together is to think about the top person where you work what are they thinking about? If it's a private company, they're thinking about equity analysts. They're thinking about investor activists these days. They're thinking about who's being hired at the, uh, at the front line. They're thinking about uh, how do I keep morale up, especially when it's been a tough year. And thus, the phrase think like a CEO is a uh, kind of a device to help yourself ensure that as you take a an action or make a decision or hire somebody that you're taking into account all of the 15 other vital items of the leader's checklist. We need the, we need the whole thing. We need to be a complete leader and thinking like a CEO helps us do exactly that. So you provide the principles, but leaders obviously have to be able to do something with them. Can you talk about how anyone can customize the checklist and test it and put it into action? It's a really important point in the sense that if you are a pilot of a commercial aircraft, the company and then the regulatory authority, the FAA in the case of the US, uh, is going to insist that before you take off, you gotta look at the fuel, the flight plan, the weight, the anti-collision radar. You have no choice but to follow a checklist, a pre-flight checklist that's given to you. Same thing for surgeons. As surgeons go into their medical center operating room, they typically have to go through a 19 or 20 item, what they will call a timeout. Do we have the right patient? Uh, it's gonna be the left knee and not the right knee that we're gonna to replace today. They have to go through all of those items uh, for very good reason. And that is, uh, we're gonna be in trouble if we get everything else right, but forget to check the fuel in the case of a pilot or we forget to check the name of the patient in the case of the operating room. So with all that said, uh, what is vital is that we <laughs> enact them, take them to heart. But if, if we're now talking about leadership, we are not given what we should be taken to heart. We have to invent, we have to build out of our own experience what is most critical and thus, uh, what makes a leadership checklist very different from a pilot's checklist or a surgeon's checklist is that we need to create it ourselves. And because conditions in different countries and circumstances in different companies and communities, because the differences are so great, a checklist for, say, leading a Google is going to be very different from a checklist for leading a General Electric, or a checklist here in the US will be very different, say from that, that you might wanna ensure you have in India or Korea or Thailand or China. And thus, uh, very strong advocacy on my part here 
is take a look at other checklists. We got some examples in the book, of course, and use that as a as a foundation for developing your own. But make certain it's your own and it addresses the concerns and cultures of the setting you're in, and then test it out. See what uh, if you <laughs> fail to follow one of the principles, watch what happened. Or in the case of some of the principles that don't apply where you are, as you watch what happened, <laughs> the answer may be nothing. So you don't need that principle. Thus, customize it, test it, refine it, improve it, build it out, and then put it into action. So one of the most recognizable examples in the book comes from CVS and Larry Merlot, um, its former CEO. So can you explain what CVS did with um, tobacco and cigarettes and how it fits into the broader principles of the leader's checklist. CVS is a very good example under the leadership of its CEO, Mer uh, Larry Merlo, in as much as with some 10,000 stores throughout the U.S. that included pharmacies and at the time tobacco products often up near the cash register, began to present a kind of dilemma in his view Thinking strategically, the future of his store system was going to increasingly depend on providing solutions to the problems of health that, it, that his customers were having. And walking into a store with tobacco products right there at the front seemed to almost um, contradict or, or undermine the strategy of helping people become more healthy, not to mention staying very healthy. And thus, with uh, <laughs> A lot of thought, a lot of analysis, a lot of back and forth, a lot of discussion with his top people and the front lines and his board of directors. He decided, with board approval, of course, to remove all tobacco products from CVS. A very expensive decision in the short run. Uh, the stock took a big hit. Uh, the revenue at the stores went down considerably as people didn't come into the store at all because they came in to buy tobacco and other products. Uh, the consequence, though, consequence was quite dramatic for public health in that in the regions near uh, CVS, uh, tobacco consumption significantly declined. And by implication from all the research we know about tobacco and public health, uh, public health improved because of that. And over time, as Larry Merlo was now working to ensure that his strategy was consistent with the vision. The vision is provide better health services and health products to customers. And the strategy here initially of selling pharmaceutical products, but also tobacco in the same store, those didn't seem to fit well together. And so in a leader-like fashion, actually drawing on some of the very specific principles that I try to discern or kind of single out uh, in my own leader's checklist here. He didn't use the terms I use, but you can find it in what he did. He took the store in a, the system of stores in a different direction. Uh, and in my view, exercising leadership at its best, which is to take all 15 or some subset and making certain that they work together and that you check off each of the items in your leadership of the company. He did it, and today uh, CVS stands better for it. So there are a lot of non-traditional, even non-businessy type examples in the book. So how can the leader's checklist apply 
to non even non-business situations where you just really need good leadership? Leadership at root is one of those great universals. <laughs> we, we, we appreciate that point because we always say we need better political leadership or we need better company leadership. We better, need better community leadership. And it is amazing, but it is true. Sometimes by looking far away from home, we can get a better fix on the leadership we need at home. So I strongly encourage listeners, uh, viewers to uh, take a look at an institution you've had no direct involvement in. So if you haven't served in the armed forces, take a look at what is taught, for example, at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, which we have done. Or if you're in the military, and we've worked the other direction on this uh, directly, take a look at what uh, General Electric or Google or American Express is doing to better appreciate what you might want to do back in your own setting. And thus, uh, I, the, the, the book is really addressed to anybody that wants to make a difference uh, where you've got more than yourself and a couple other people, whether it's in a startup, uh, a private company, a nonprofit serving a community, maybe microfinance, for example, a hospital, a health center, a health practice, a company, and even a community and a country. And I, I maybe double down on that and saying nobody's got the perfect uh, solution or the perfect definition of what goes into leadership, but by looking abroad and looking outside our own enterprise at others, including those not in your own sector, I think we can learn enormously what's vital back in our own setting. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.